Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. I'm James. And I am Michael. We got news, news, news. There's so much news this week. <laughs> yeah. com. So much news. So much news. How is everybody? How is everybody for another? We, we, Mots, we here in upstate New York have some beautiful weather right now. You know, yeah. this is big for us. This is the news. I think it's of basically the week for summer. Us. Yeah, it's basically our summer. We've got three <laughs> days almost in the 60s. Hello, summer. Get the shorts out. Get the bikes out. It's time to party. You're good to go. Did you go? Did you go out fly fishing? Did you hit the, it hit the opens river? April 1st here. Wow. Why is Ooh, it so long? Trout, be... trout season opens April 1st. Uh, we got the salmon up here in the Pacific Northwest. I think salmon, mm. salmon. Mm. Do you fly? Can you fly fish salmon? Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. You can really fly big. fish anything, anything wow. you want. They, they they have people that fly fish uh, in the ocean and wow. get some big old lunkers. They have these crazy two-handed cast uh, rods that you would use. So, yeah, you can fly fish anything, really. I saw this person. They had like the I was we were running on a hike this weekend, and I, it was like it must have been the world's longest fishing rod I've ever seen in my entire life. It was it was like the length of eighteen cars. It was just like he's just Oof. walking down. It was just so exactly long. eighteen cars. Eighteen cars. Eighteen <laughs> smart cars. He's, uh, he's out there. Person out out there. there. Width fishing. or length? <laughs> Both combined. Um, oh gosh. AKA a normal car. So, uh, well, yeah, no, it's also beautiful here in the Pacific Northwest, Natch, because, you know, it's the Pacific Northwest. Um, you know, some of our some of our states got a lot of rain. Some of them don't got a lot of rain. But i um, glad to hear that you got a little bit of sun for two or three days. That's good. That's yeah. good to hear. You know, sunshine. Is, uh, yeah, the daylight savings, you know, we recorded last week when it happened. Um, and I will say it's uh, nice to have more sunlight <laughs> later. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't nice. love waking up still in the dark because that's mm. what time I get up. And now it, it was nice waking up while it was light out. I know that's coming, but going back to being in, like have the alarm go off and have it still be dark out. I don't love that. I don't love that. But I do like coming home and have it still be light. What time do you wake up at? Uh, the alarm goes off at six. Too early. That's your problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> that too, is the problem. The problem that is, is the you're problem. just getting up to. I get up yeah. at 730. So it's it's pretty, pretty OK. Yeah, you're you're probably fine by that point. But I think it's like six thirty ish. That's when you know it's it's not too bad. But when it was when it was nice and sunny, and then you you cast back into the darkness in the morning, it seems like oh god, it might as well be two a.m. You get up and it's still dark. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh, well, let's get to the news because our good friends over in Japan have opened Super Nintendo World. It's totally happening. It's a thing that happened. I mean, did we talk about it last week? We did not talk about it last week. Well, it opened, uh, and there's been tons of birthday. coverage on your birthday. On it, mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! It was a yep. it was a celebration of of Christina's birthday, and CNN mm-hmm. covered it because they're like, "Whoa, Christina, big three O, and Super Nintendo World's opening." Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So they they actually have a whole YouTube video, which is pretty rad. Five minutes of them walking through the park uh, on the CNN uh, YouTube's. We'll put a link in the show notes over there. But they were over there hanging out. Um, people are taking pictures in the warp pipes and just about everything so exciting uh makes me want to travel but then not at the same time because we can't travel so there you go um but what's cool is that there apparently are just tons of easter eggs all over the park and of course i mean we knew this was coming as it should be right i mean you can't have a park about video games without easter eggs yeah and and i feel like when i've walked around harry potter world and all the other ones there's always there's always little tidbits of things everywhere Mm -hmm. you know there's there's always little little Easter eggs, but this is pretty cool. They they did find a few uh, little things already, like inside of the Mario Kart ride. Apparently, on the huge Bowser statue that we've seen is signed by Miyamoto himself, which is really That's cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently, there's a bunch of hidden Pikmin characters all over the place, and there are a bunch of uh, Nintendo uh, games like characters etched into the pavement surrounding the entrance area. So I'm sure as time goes on, we will continue to see little tidbits of the park uh be released and when i make my way over there in 2085 um we will 1985 1555 <laughs> marty um um marty uh, okay so anyways enough back to the future so it's it's out there it's happening and i can't wait to go and the, the additional rumors i remember us talking about you know that the ones over here in the states are going to open in, in several years so i'm hoping that that we'll be able to fly over to Osaka and and give it a give it a go. 
there are, like I said, some video of the park out there. It's quite cool to see. And right now, obviously, it's it's more socially distanced, so it's not as packed. And, and our yeah. fears, like we talked about early on, were how crazy is it going to be when it actually opens? Yeah. But I got to say, it's really fun to see. You know, we saw the Miyamoto walk through the park. It was high produced. But now we can see Selena Wang from CNN actually walk around and take a look at things. So it's it's pretty cool to see a different, just normal perspective mm-hmm. um, of the park. So it's quite it's kind quite, of quite how cool. you would expect to see it when you finally make your way there. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. It is exciting that it it is finally happened. Now, will it stay open? Is the question. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Hopefully, there, it doesn't like have. It's not like ground zero for like a super spread event or something. No goodness, that would be terrible. (laughs) So bad. I mean, we know the one here has been postponed for quite a while. So I'm hoping it stays open. I'm hoping they can maintain it and keep, you know, keep everybody healthy, and so they can enjoy it as it should be. So Mm -hmm. let's keep our fingers crossed on that. I guess. Mm -hmm. When I heard Easter eggs, though, I I got scared because I know I know what's coming. Oh gosh, Bunny Day, the Bunny Bunny Day Day Easter eggs. Bunny Day. (laughs) Well, I have some good news about that. And so that's a good segue into the next big news that we're going to talk about, which is the Animal Crossing spring update and just all Animal Crossing stuff. It's the first anniversary, one year of Animal Crossing on the Switch yesterday, so the 20th. Just insane to think it's been a whole year. Um, So first, I'm going to talk about just they had a general like update on my birthday, March 18th. <laughs> um, and so I'll talk about a few of those things. Then I'm going to talk about all the stuff that is coming for all the spring events. So the first big thing that was announced was more design slots. So all of you experimenting with custom designs on your island, um, creating custom pads and, and t-shirts and clothing. Well, they are adding 50 more design slots wow. for both the normal and the pro designs. Now they're not just going to magically show up. You do have to buy them. They cost two hundred or two thousand nook points, and you can get them at the resident services kiosk. So that that's kind of cool. So all those people who had to like go through and switch out a bunch of designs to find the ones that they thought were perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have a little more a little more flexibility there. Um, they're also adding customization for things like umbrellas. They have small flags, Uchiwa, which are like the Japanese fans, and photo stands. So just so so much customization, everything we love about Animal Crossing. Um, you can also now use your Nook phone to access the custom designs for clothing instead of having to go to the Able Sisters shop to shop your designs or things like that to edit them. Just do it right from your phone. And... Cool. Once you do get the update, you may have to do it manually. Um, I was reading that some people had to go in and manually do it. I, I don't know if you do or don't. But once you do get the update, you will receive an anniversary cake in the mail yeah. from Nintendo. Yeah, mine did it cute. automatically. Okay. Yeah, automatically, as they say. And I have the cake now sitting <laughs> on my, my uh, table in my living room, as oh, one cute. does with cake. Yes. Just leave it in the living room. <laughs> so yeah, I'm. I'm I, again, like like all Animal Crossing updates. I I hear an update. I hear things that are happening. I jump in. Everything looks the same. Now I just have a cake on my table. I I don't. All these things happen. I never see anything. I think it's because the update comes out and then it's like the 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 stuff trickles out over time. So you yeah. always expect to see like stuff. Oh, hey, new stuff. But it 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 trickles out over time in real time. So I guess you just have to. A year in, and I still get let down by these updates when they have. Well, hopefully, hopefully the April Fool's Day update will not let you down because they're adding whoopee cushions. Oh, that's right, boy! They're going to be available in a variety of colors, so you can fart prank people and any in your favorite color. Um, you can purchase those from the Nook Shopping Service between the twenty sixth and uh, April first. So, I wonder how those are going to work. I'm curious to like, can we can we actually put them? Like how's that? How is that actually going to happen? Is it going to be just a thing on a chair, and then I think it's just going to be yeah, a thing that is just on the ground. Like the, I mean, in like the photos the I saw, and stuff, it'll be like a single. It's like use. a pillow. Yeah, it's like a. I don't think it'll be single use, but I think it's just like a like looks like a pillow on the ground, and you sit in it. People will walk and fart. On it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily it. like a prank thing. Yeah, they oh, yeah, do it could have be like those those, those traps. Yeah, yeah, you should be able to yeah. bury, it and then people can can walk over, and then it's like. Yeah, like a little thing of 
behind him, and yeah. everybody, all the villagers will be like laughing at him and stuff. <laughs> that would be. Funny. I would be. That would be funny if, like, you know, one of your villagers, if you did sit on it, if they actually reacted. Yeah. That would be perfect. <laughs> like make a they, some like, sort exclamation of point over their head. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> and for those of you who are missing prom. <laughs> they are going to be introducing prom themed items. They're going to have a prom night wall, prom night flooring. They're going to have elegant prom clothing in the Able Sister shop. And those are going to be available from the 1st to the 30th of April. That's perfect for Michael. It is. Finally. <laughs> Finally, I get to go to prom. Get a nice tuxedo, mm-hmm. Animal Crossing tuxedo. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the next thing we're going to talk about is the dreaded bunny day. But I have good news. Um, Besides the fact that they're coming back, Nintendo listened to the feedback from last year's Bunny Day and any of the new items you can just buy in Nook's Cranny. So hopefully there's going to be a lot less, you know, inner um, fishing and getting eggs and that interfering with you trying to actually get fish. Hmm. No, No stuff like that, hopefully. And I don't know if you guys remember last year, but the sound of the balloons, like I have like PTSD whenever I hear it now because I'm just there were so many balloons during that Bunny Day event. Lots of balloons. So many. So yeah. many. Um, there's also some nature-themed festivals that are going to be coming in April. There's, and I'm sorry for if I pronounce this wrong. I tried to look up how to pronounce it. And I couldn't find it anywhere. But it's Singmogil, which is a South Korean holiday. It's basically the South Korean version of Arbor Day, where they celebrate forests and planting trees. Um, That's cool. A potted plant called Forsythia. For, yeah. Forsythia. Oh, you had it. It'll be available uh, in Nook Shopping. So you can check that out. And then also Nature Day will return again with Leaf. But this year, it's going to also bring with it a cool globe object to Nook Shopping, which apparently was in past games. So Yes, finally. The cool globe is back. The cool globe is back. Cool cool globe. My body is ready. I do like the new plant, though, that we're going to get, the potted plant. I like the look Mm -hmm. of that. It's very pretty. I want to put a couple of those around. Um, and, and now that it's restarted, now that it's like back to the spring, I, I'm going to try to finish my, my collection, you know, for the bugs and the fish and the, I already got all the museum stuff, but I, mm-hmm. I may try to jump in there and just see what I'm still missing and make more of an effort throughout this year to at least complete that, you know, because I haven't, I, I never swim in the game. Um, so I know there's a lot of stuff there that I'm missing and I, I don't know. I feel like I, I want to have my island done so I can say I'm done, you know, with the game. And move on. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of move on. Like I still jump in every other couple of days or whatever. And I literally walk around. I pick up, uh, you know, my bottle on the beach. And I talk to a couple, you know, my villagers. And then I'm like, well, yeah. Okay, I'm done. But I have no I have no like mission on the island anymore. I just don't feel like I'm trying to do anything. So I just check in just to see yeah. what's there. But if I if I start like get my mind back in the idea of like, okay, I want this to feel complete, then maybe I'll finish it up. Mm-hmm. Then I only have to check in when something really substantial happens, you know, holidays and yeah. stuff like that. Well, because it has been a year and all of us did have our awesome Animal Crossing kind of What's it called? Our 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 runs where we just played now, where we just played continuously for like days on mm. end. Yeah. We should talk about what our favorite moments were. Okay. Kick it yeah. off. My favorite thing was there was one day where we had an afternoon, Michael. I don't know if you remember. And we contacted our friend Becca, who also got Animal Crossing, and we were like, Hey, do you want to hop in a Zoom call and play Animal Crossing together? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I think we went to your island or something and it was there were shooting stars and I was wearing a hot dog costume and I, mm-hmm. you were like all decked out and I don't know you were you were you were wearing like a cinder hoodie or something in the game I don't remember what you were wearing Yeah I had my cinder stuff just, on It was just fun cuz we were all wishing on shooting stars together it was really cute That was yeah. probably one of my favorite memories Yeah that's one of the highlights for me as well I have pictures from that day of us like in front of my uh in front of my like like, town hall and stuff like that, where you have a black mask on there's, that was, I think that's a different day. That's just one where we were running around together, but Mm -hmm. I have pictures from us sitting on the bridge, wishing on stars. And that was one of those early into the game where it started to feel like something special happening. We, none of us, we were hanging out, obviously, you know, nobody was able to go anywhere. This game, as many people have stated many times that it's, it came out in like the most, 
perfect time ever because everything was going to crap around us. So this was like a moment of joy for people to be able to sit in this little cute game and just kind of hang out and do stuff. So mm-hmm. I think that was absolutely one of the highlights because also that was the first time I was able to, I think, wish on a shooting star because they were like crazy. It was oh. like a star shower in my game. Yeah. And I hadn't mm. gotten them. I heard other people doing it. And I'm like, I, you know, <laughs> I, I don't, my game is broke. I don't have shooting stars in it. And then we all happened to be on the island while there's like meteor shower was going on. So I think we, we all got about a bazillion star fragments that night. But um, yeah, it was, it, it's just absolutely one of my favorite spots, like moments mm-hmm. from the game as well. Yeah. I was going to say, I also liked when we did our tour, I liked seeing each of our islands when, when Mott's, yeah. uh, Christina and I walked around and did the tour on the stream. And I really enjoyed that. It was funny because that was still kind of in the moment of the game. It was still sort of in the limelight of it. So we got to see what everybody was working on. We got to see all of Mott's pine, uh, palm trees everywhere. And it, it was kind of <laughs> fun to see how people handle the game and what they do in their in their little uh you know little island and how they create it with their own vision mm-hmm. yeah i super enjoyed that day that was that was really fun because we were live streaming it and kind of like getting feedback from people at the same time mm-hmm. uh i really really enjoyed that that was super fun i guess i guess for me overall with this game since i did play it probably the most out of any game since probably zelda i would say on the switch i think for me that the the best part of it was that I could actually enjoy kind of a game with my wife because she's not really a mm. gamer and we'll talk about that a little bit later in the in the show but I think it's kind of not a specific moment that it that I actually found something that she enjoyed that we could kind of enjoy together because obviously my history and my in the game industry of the past and just me being kind of a very long uh, person long time person into video games that was kind of a cool feeling because it, it's something that doesn't happen quite often. It's hard to to find something that a, a non non gamer is can get into. Yeah. So I think that was really cool. I mean, we, you know, would would visit each other's towns. We would wake up. We would do stuff. It 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 kind of this week reflecting back on the, the one year anniversary kind of reminded me of a simpler time. I know it was like in the beginning of the pandemic and things were all crazy. But for both her and I, we were. Uh, different positions and work um, or just starting different positions and work. And it was kind of a simpler time, <laughs> and yeah. even though it was chaotic with, with the pandemic hitting. But we, you know, nothing was open. You couldn't do anything. And just, you know, you everything was new to being stuck at home. And then you had this game that was like, hey, everything's going to be OK. And you can just kind of walk around and pull weeds and you're fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was really Neat, like you said, uh, it was the the perfect game at the perfect time to kind of get us through this this hump of the beginning of the pandemic. So that was quite delightful. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think in the earlier couple, let's say three months, while you know it was real fresh for everybody, and three to six months while everybody was playing out super hardcore every day, um, there 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 seemed like there there were just so much right when you could mm-hmm. play it and there was like i could pick the weeds and i can do this and i got these and you kept getting things like the store took three days before you could get the store ready and yeah like, i had the realization the other day that none of the stuff on my island was there when we first started basically yeah. it was like yeah. yeah that was just a tent wasn't it yeah it was just I mean, crazy to think back how much you did <laughs> you you earn you know, uh, like those things. And that's why I yeah. think if we were to get some more of a substantial DLC where, you know, it's a farming thing or so- something, I don't know what it is. We keep going back to that, but something that takes time right now, we don't get a lot of that. There's nothing that you do. You start here and in three months it pays off, like expanding your house or working on the the, the village, you know, those things in the beginning, those first couple of weeks, like you'd be te- talking to people, hey, did you get your store yet? And, and mm-hmm. like, no, I'm a day yeah. away. I, or my museum yeah. isn't up yet. They're upgrading it. And it mm-hmm. was like, there was so much like to do, it felt like. And I feel like part of that joy and that fun of of discovery isn't there for me right now mm-hmm. because there's just, you either already did all of it or there's just, you know, like, like these updates, something just happens on that one day and you get new clothes or whatever you get, yeah. but it's not like you're building and working towards this thing. And I want to see that again. I want to see some, some stuff like that again. And, uh, it, man, it was just so fun to fire it up and, and coming into it as somebody that was not a fan at all. 
I wasn't even really excited to be doing it, but it was kind of like, well, I might as well. Everybody else is getting this game. Yeah. And to really just kind of, like you said, be on lockdown for a couple of days and just be stuck in your house and not, everybody's playing it. I've never seen <laughs> so many people on my friends list playing games and playing the same game at the same yeah. time. <laughs> it, was true. Just, yeah. it was like Pokemon Go. It was like this really cool shared experience that you don't get that often in gaming. Mm-hmm. And it, it was really, really you know, next to the Pokemon Go, the first summer of Pokemon Go, it's one of those ones where it's just you, you, you are proud and excited and just there's this, this sense of warmth of being a gamer, you know, and, and a lot of times I think gaming. It has such a strong community feeling. Yeah, super strong. Yeah. Like I remember going around watching people play Pokemon Go that summer and doing the same thing. I was like, this is, we're <laughs> all sharing something yeah. and you would never, I've never had an experience quite like that other than maybe like when we were at UAT playing like game nights and stuff, but it wasn't to that scale as these events were. Mm-hmm. And so those things are, they're standout moments. Those are things I'm going to always look back and be like, man, not only was 2020 crazy, but remember that thing that made it seem a little less crazy, you know, mm-hmm. it made it, like it is 100% going to be part of the memory attached to COVID and 2020, 100%. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's such a cool thing that we got to all experience together and with friends and, and on this, this little, you know, device. And I think, uh, it was, it's pretty cool. Very, mm-hmm. very cool to share that. Agreed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, because we like already said that it's kind of a light week news wise, I wanted to call out a few eShop deals that I was perusing. I was going down the list. I'm like, oh, that's a good deal. Oh, that's a good deal. And a few of them are so good that I wanted to just call them out. There's there's a lot on there. So I definitely urge anybody listening to jump on and see if there's something that stands out to you. All of these ones that I'm going to point out are still available at the time of the podcast coming out. So you'll have time to go on there and grab them. But the first one I wanted to call out is Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle Gold Edition. This is normally $80. And right now it is $13.59. It's 83% off. This includes the game plus the season pass. So you'll get Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle Pixel Pack, the Ultra Challenge Pack, and the Donkey Kong Adventure, which is normally by itself $15. Mm-hmm. So you could essentially, I've even considered buying this because it's cheaper for me to buy this and get the other stuff then i already have the game i already have the game but if i pay to get the the expansion it's almost like i'm paying more to get an expansion than i would to get a whole game so i think it's 100 worth calling out um so definitely check this out if you have not played this game it is it is very very good and i think it deserves that at that price everybody could have it on their switch it's it's (laughs) it's a great game to be playing we also talked about Immortals Phoenix Rising last week and playing the demo and really enjoying it. Well, it's on sale. It's 50% off right now. Normally $60. Right now it's 30 So I think I may grab that. I'm not 100% sure yet, but it's such a good deal and I enjoyed the demo. I might have to grab this one. We just talked about whether or not it's on sale. I would love maybe, I don't know, a little bit less, but I think I think 30 is still a, a, a steal for this game. I, I mean, I played the demo like a little bit this morning and I already want it. So just the fact oh, that it's only $30. Yeah, I'm probably going to be picking this up. Yeah. And I think I'll enjoy it more playing it from the beginning, like playing mm. right from scratch. Like I, I, I may grab it. I may grab it. I bet it's going to I feel like it's going to fall even even more. Yeah. So. You think so? I think it'll get even better, huh? Well, it depends how long you want to wait on it, right? Because I feel like I feel like you're going to be able to get this puppy for nine ninety nine soon at some point. So it's not that far away, though. But you know, yeah, I definitely think it will continue. But as of right now, if it's something that's on your radar, it's it's absolutely on my radar. Fifty percent off. That's, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, you may that's have to wait good. probably a, maybe Black Friday end of the year to get it a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. You know that that could definitely happen. Uh, another one that I thought stood out was Borderlands Legendary Collection is $20 right now. That's normally a $50 game, so you're looking at 60% off. That seems like a great deal. It's another one that's been on my radar. We talked about this back when Bioshock Collection came out, and I was like, oh, man, I really want both of these. So 20 bucks that seems pretty good to me. Um, and then speaking of Bioshock Collection, that is also $20 for three fantastic games. It's another 60% Get off. It. Uh, yeah, and and 
you know, even though Christina hates these games, I think it's absolutely worth getting. Get Bioshock. Like, even if you're not like, if you're on the edge about Borderlands, don't get Borderlands. Just just get Bioshock. Like $20 for three amazing games. They're so good. They're so good. And and if you don't want to commit to all three, they are individually on sale. But I I think for $20, it'd be crazy not to just get the whole collection. Because as soon as you play one, you're going to want to play the next one. I guarantee. I agree. And then it won't be on sale. And then you'll be like, oh, I should have listened. But (laughs) so uh, if you're also a huge fan of Mega Man, I went through the list and they're all of those collections. Remember how we got like 17 Mega Man? I didn't even know there were so many Mega Man games, but they're all apparently 50 percent off right now. So if you are a big Mega Man fan, you can grab up a bunch of those. Uh, Another game that has been on my radar and I keep going back and forth on it. I've seen this sale quite a bit over the years. It's Starlink Battle for Atlas Deluxe Edition. There's both editions, the digital and the deluxe. The di- deluxe edition is $24 right now. That's 70% off from its $80. Ah, man, I, it seems like such a deal. And then the digital edition is $15, 75% off of its usual $60. And I keep going back and forth on this game. Not that I want, you know, I don't have the toys or anything like that, but the game itself, people have said is very good. And it has a very strong No Man's Sky vibe to it, where you're going to these planets, you're exploring them, you're finding things, you're setting up bases, all of the things I like about these games. They do say it gets a little redundant in time, uh, because once you've gone to one planet and done everything you basically are just taking that and going to other planets to do more of the same but man oh man on the switch we get star fox we get all these cool little added bonuses that the other consoles didn't get 24 dollars for everything it seems like a good deal to me so i i I may just bite the bullet i'm not sure i always hem and haw on this one for some reason but it does seem good it's crazy to me that even like full price, it's still when it is full price, it's $80. Like that's crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. you, you figure like it's a $60 game normal and then they had in all of that extra content. So that bumps, yeah. bumps it up. Yeah. So $80, yeah. 70% off. I mean, I, I've i never seen it more, I don't think. It's usually around that price point, like a t- mm-hmm. maybe a 20 to 25 is like the lowest, lowest I've ever seen it. So this is right in that wheelhouse. So I, I don't know. Do I just bite the book it goes on sale a lot i will say that it's not something that's like a once in a lifetime deal i've seen this game on sale probably a couple times a year at this rough price point so if you're on the fence about it now you could wait but i it, it's it seems like such a good game i i don't know i know Mats, you played it a little bit or at least tried to i don't i remember you didn't get a game card in one of yeah. your boxes so i would imagine that was not a good experience that is correct yeah it was i did i did buy the whole pack with the whole things i, I prefer the digital edition of this and just get everything yeah uh, obviously i think that's the way to go my buddy jesse who was the one that let me play it and hang out like th- that was definitely the, the recommended path and uh yeah i mean it's 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 actually a really really fun game to be honest with you i think it mm-hmm. just came out and w- since it had that gimmick it was of- the toy that ruined it yeah, pretty much, I would say. Yeah. So hmm. it's a really great game. I mean, for 15 bucks, if you just did the normal one, just want to kind of, you know, dip your Test toe in. Out. You might not even need all the additional stuff, to be honest with you. But yeah, it's a super fun space shooter. I had a lot of fun with it and you can do multiplayer and a bunch of other stuff. So it, it's definitely up there. Yeah. And then the last one is The Outer Worlds for $30. This is 50% off, usually 60 bucks. So another one where it's like, I've been watching this game. I want this game, but I keep hearing mixed reviews of it on Switch. And I, I don't know if they came out with updates. I haven't tracked it that much to see if the uh, any updates have come out for performance. But I figured, you know what? I got to share the price because The Outer Worlds is supposed to be a really good game, really fun game. And uh, and I and I do want to check it out. So and I've heard a lot of that same crap about Witcher 3 on the Switch, and I absolutely 100 percent recommend Witcher 3 on Switch. So maybe Mm -hmm. The Outer Worlds is the same thing. Some people are just very sensitive to those performance and and like, like graphical issues. And and I apparently I'm just not one of them. So um, it may be completely playable on Switch and very enjoyable. And I did notice that a lot of people that would review The Outer Worlds always was comparing it to other consoles, which you can't do that, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to review Switch in its own bubble. So oh, yeah. it's the same I'm, thing sure with it's, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's great. Yeah. If you're saying like, oh, you know, 
this looks okay on the Switch, but boy, if you want to play, get Series X, it's like, yeah, well, no crap, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> is it playable? Is it yeah, functioning? Is yeah. it a turd or can I actually enjoy it? And yeah. same thing with Witcher 3, I, I would not play this game. I would not be able to play this game and enjoy it as much as I do if I didn't have it on Switch because I just don't have the time to sit at a TV and enjoy it like that. And I think The Outer Worlds is one of those types of games too where you need it on the go so you can actually fully enjoy it. I think I remember too because they were both on your wishes because I think they came out at the same time. The Witcher 3 and The Outer Worlds on Switch both came out at the same time. Uh, maybe I, I think Outer Worlds close was a little to each other. Yeah, a little late. Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But, but yeah, either way, there's some great, great deals. There's also a bunch of other stuff. Devil May Cry is all on sale. I mean, there's so many things. Like if you want some of those classic, classic uh, Dragon Warrior games, those are on sale for like $3 mm. each right now. I mean, there's so much stuff and it should all still be on sale. I think everything I've checked right here is on sale from 10 days on from when I we're recording. So these will mm. absolutely be there by the time the podcast comes out. But jump in there if you haven't been on the eShop in a bit and, and see what's what because there's some really good stuff. If anything, it's a reminder just to check your wish list because I guarantee something on there will be on sale. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. got about 20, 15 to 20 things on my eShop wish list that are on sale right now. I know. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Uh, well, I guess that does it for all the news slash sales stuff this week. Um, that gets us into the top 10 bestsellers. Um, so let's go down the list. And first is Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. Second, Among Us. Third, Super Mario Party. Fourth, Luigi's Mansion 3. Fifth, Minecraft. Sixth, Monster Hunter Rise. Seventh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Eighth, Animal Crossing. Ninth, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. And this is just a little reminder that this is going to be gone in about a week. So on March mm -hmm. 31st, that's it. It's gone forever. And then in 10th is Monster Hunter Rise, the Deluxe Edition. So both versions of Monster Hunter Rise in the top 10. Mm -hmm. um, and then as far as other new games that made it into the top 30, we have Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for Neighborville. All righty. Yeah, yeah, I think Monster Hunter Rise is cool that it's on there, but I'm actually very excited for the other Monster Hunter game that was announced. I'm I'm Me really too. looking yeah. forward to that one. I like the look of it quite a bit. I think it's gorgeous. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pumped for that. I'm, I like that it's more of a JRPG, and I'm really, mm -hmm. really looking forward to when that one comes. I think it's still a ways off, but super yeah. excited for the other Monster Hunter game. I did play the demo for this one. I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's not for me. Well, that gets us into new releases we're into this week. And we're going to have Christina kick it off because you have quite a few. We have actually quite a few together checked. So I'll have you start with a couple of them. And then I have a few that I just checked on my own. So we can kind of split okay. the load on some of these. That's good. Um, so the first game that we both have checked is Story of Seasons Pioneers of Olive Town. This is officially coming out March 23rd. I feel like it's been in like every other direct for the last year. <laughs> mm, yeah. um, it's going to be $50. And I mean, basically, it's everything that you don't want to do in real life. You can do in a video game, plant crops, raise animals, build relationships, get to know the people in your town, um, kind of like uh, Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley, all that all that great stuff. Um, mm. And I think this has been kind of on each of our radars for a while. So I'm excited for it to finally come out. Yeah, no, I'm excited yeah. for this. I think this one is, it looks very good. It looks like all the games that we love. I mean, based yeah. on the you know, kind of games I play, you would think I have an amazing garden, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> you tried a few yeah, times. Yeah, I, I do try. <laughs> but you would think, you know, I would have just some great landscaping or like everything would look amazing because I constantly like to do chores. But it's only when I'm in a game, apparently, not in real life so much. But yeah. I am excited to try this. I don't. I'm a little torn on the, the look of it. It looks a little dated uh, from what I was seeing, but I'm I'm it's excited to see it. you say that because when I saw Story of Seasons and I, I put a check to it because I remember I was interested in it and then I went to watch the video and I was like, oh, this actually looks better than I remember it looking. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. but I'm, I also could be thinking of the actual Harvest Moon yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Game that came out and how we were like, mm. yeah. So I think and I that one did not do confused. very well. But a yeah. lot of the team that was involved with the original Harvest Moon is now the story of Seasons team. So people are expecting this one to be pretty good. I know when we were streaming, E Diggy, one of our listeners actually said that other Story of Seasons games were very, very good. So I'm looking mm -hmm. forward to this. I'm excited to see a little bit on it. I gave it a single check because eh, I'm not going to jump on it right away. 
Yeah, fifty dollars. Like I'll probably wait until it goes down to like thirty dollars or something. I'm still playing some Stardew. I still have I, yeah, my time at yeah. Portia. I mean, th- those are all very similar games, so I don't <laughs> need this right now, but it is 100% on the wish list. Someday. Someday. It will be ours. <laughs> now, another one that I did check and you checked as well is Overcooked All You Can Eat for $40. I will say we requested a key for this, so hopefully we can review it. Um, but this includes Overcooked, Overcooked 2, and all the additional content all blended together, remastered, and it is fantastic deal for $40. That seems amazing to me. So I wanted this. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I gave it a check. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. I will talk about a different type of game this week when I get to my playlist. But uh, yeah, I, I, you know, am interested in Overcooked. I think all of the Overcooked that I've ever played is just a little bit too intense for me in general. Mm -hmm. Again, we'll talk about this later. We'll talk about some of the other games we played. Um, same thing with story of seasons. It has a crazy history. So Mm. if people don't know story of seasons in harvest moon are the same and yet different game. So like Natsume, like, which is the publisher, they lost the rights to publish story of seasons, like the name of it in the States, this game. So harvest moon, which one world just came out, which apparently is terrible, like, is published by Natsume, but then Exceed publishes Story of Seasons. But they are two different games, but they're very similar in an odd way. But anyways, it's all weird is what I'm saying at the end of the day. But I think if you're going to get one, it is the Story of Seasons is the way to go. But then there's also Rune Factory, which is also another very similar game by all the same devs and publishers. So it's a very weird, confusing thing because obviously one world harvest moon and this game are coming out at very similar times uh and look very similar in a way too so i don't know it's it's very sad because i remember glorious days of harvest moon way back in the day and just i used to just love every bit of it but yeah and that's what people yeah. are saying that if you know and loved harvest moon now get story of seasons basically like that's that's the new harvest moon and the new harvest moon is just not quite the same yeah, well, we were talking about this, too, during one of your streams, Michael, how with a lot of the Harvest Moon games, they're all almost exactly the same. Nothing's really changed in them. They all follow the same exact formula where other games like that are riffs off of that, like so Story of Seasons or Stardew Valley. It's like yeah. other developers or people they're that were kind of genre. involved with that. Yeah, they're pushing it just a little bit more and trying things that are a little different. So mm-hmm. um, kind of like appreciating the next generation of these types of games. Yeah. 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 Uh, next game I checked for 25 bucks coming out on the 23rd as well is Tales from the Borderlands. This is all the games, the five part episodic game series. Uh, this is by Telltale and Take Two Interactive. Uh, I never played any of these, but they're more of a choice driven narrative adventure through the Borderlands universe. And this happens between Borderlands 2 and 3. So if you're already in the Borderlands universe because you picked up that sweet deal that Michael talked about earlier, this might be another one to add to the wish list. Yeah, absolutely. And if you haven't played any of those Telltale games, they're they're really well done. I've played the Walking Dead one. I have the Batman one, but I haven't been able to play it yet. They're actually very good, like you said, story-based. Um, just like they're excellent. They, they tell a very engaging story. So I think if you are playing these, that's the reason I did not check it. If you have been like really engrossed in Borderlands, it makes absolute sense to add this to your library. But because I'm missing so many of those games, I think I only really played the first one. I I figured, you know what, I'll wait. Yeah. 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 Well, the next game that, again, both me and Michael have checked is on March 25th, Rip Them Off for $8 coming out. Band-Aids. It is a- it's a Band-Aid simulator. <laughs> it's a Band-Aid sim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that exists somewhere, but no. This is actually a minimalist puzzle simulation management tower defense game. There's a lot to it. <laughs> so essentially, you're kind of controlled by this thing called the board, and they need profit, and it's up to you to line the streets with shops that people cannot resist. You have to choose your locations appropriately, pick the stores to earn enough and advance up the corporate ladder. Um, And of course, as most games, it gets more difficult and and more interesting challenges as you go on. But what drew me to this game was the style of it first and then just the whole idea of it is what kind of kept me around. So it has this very um, Saul Bass inspired look. So I don't know if anybody has you know, if you've ever seen the intro to South by Southwest or The Man with the Golden Arm, he's in stuff like that. And the game Ape Out was actually really inspired by 
uh, sell best. So if you did like ape out that kind of style, it's, it's very similar, that kind of look and feel. So uh, yeah. And for $8, it seems like a pretty fun, like quick game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I give this a check too. I like the style. Mm-hmm. I like the the music. It has sort of, like you said, Saul Bass, or if you think about a fifties, uh, Mad Men sort of aesthetic yeah. to it, very similar to something like that. So, uh, I I'm always a sucker for puzzle games. Why not? Yeah. Speaking of the next one I checked is Christopia, a puzzle journey for $8 comes out March 25th as well. And you are solving puzzles to unwrap the mystery that lies in this beautiful universe known as Christopia. It reminds me a lot of the other Island game, Bermuda that we were playing very similar. This is an escape room game that challenges and captivates you as they say, to uh, figure out these puzzles and do all this stuff. You're going to have hidden objects. You're going to be moving things around it. Seems beautiful, and I like the idea that it has sort of a mysterious uh, theme going on. And I, I really gravitate towards games where you're trying to figure out what's happening, and it's being given to you in little bits and pieces as you go. And you, oh, it makes sense now. And so I'm excited. I like the look of this quite a bit, and had to give it a check. And maybe adding a check to that one. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I was surprised <laughs> I think you I did because this it, one. yeah, it looks like something you would like, yeah. and it is beautiful. And uh, so why not? Why not? And it seems mm-hmm. like a good one. This is a good bedtime game. Uh, the next one is definitely not a bedtime game for me because I'll probably be pee in my bed. Is Evil Inside for thirteen dollars? This looks super scary. It is a first-person psychological horror game. Uh, the pictures of it look good, and then I went and found the trailer for it, and it looks spooky. Apparently, your mom has died. Your dad was arrested for doing it, and you play the, the kid that needs to figure out what is going on, and you somehow get I don't know you whether you're sucked into the afterlife world to figure it out or something. I don't know, but you're walking around your house and things are popping up and it, it looks so scary. And if you played Silent Hills PT a while back, remember when that came out and we were all kind of walking around that house and the phone would ring and you'd pick it up uh, and then there was a baby crying and all this stuff kept happening. I'm getting chills just thinking about because I watched people play it. Oh, it's yeah, just it like, looks, no bueno. <laughs> it looks identical to that. And that's what oh. I was like. It, did, did they just pick up where that game left off and just made a game about it? Because it's the same thing there's like you're walking through the house the hallways are there there's doors open and closed the things like and then w- based on the trailer you're walking through and like the the person will sort of flash between real world and maybe the spirit world so like Ooh. a person gets dragged down the hall and you see them going from room to room and then it flashes back to normal and they're not there and like little things like that but it looks really good from what i've seen on the switch hopefully it holds up uh it, it looks spooky. And so I added that for $13, this would be a good one for October to add to the list if you want to scare yourself. I pushed the Silent Hills playthroughs that I watched like so far in the back of my mind that talking about them now and then me thinking about them, I feel like someone is watching me. Like yeah. I feel so unsafe sitting here right now. <laughs> yeah, They're just so unsettling. They, somebody probably is. Somebody probably is watching you right now. Thank you. I needed that. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Uh, the other one that I did check is Cosmocrats <laughs> for $15. Another puzzle game. You are operating these drones in space to complete and put together these space stations for the human race. You are humanity last hope basically and it seems like it's funny and it's going to have some humor involved because you're like the the narrator is sort of this dry voice that's just sort of having conversation with you um and you're playing this little like drone that's kind of bashing these components together and there's other cosmonauts out there so if you hit them they'll just kind of like splatter and then there's like if you bump into certain things like the it tells you don't you know don't hit the the uh like solar panels because they'll shatter so that's how you ruin the puzzle you if you can break parts of the the space station and stuff but it looked really fun it looks really well done it looks really interesting for 15 dollars, i had to add it to the wish list i had a, a, a game i checked i think it's the last one on the list too that's also regularly 15 dollars coming out on march 26th called a genesis noir and it's a noir inspired click and point adventure game uh similar to jenny leclue it's probably looks like it'll be a lot more interesting and a lot better um everybody knows how i feel about that game but uh it's essentially it's a newer adventure spanning space and time so 
the look of it is interesting. And I was like, mm, let's read about what, it, you know, what this whole thing is about. And it's it's wild and it's crazy. And I want to play it just to understand what the heck this all means. So I'm just going to read <laughs> their description. So you play as no man, a watch peddler caught in a love triangle with other cosmic beings, Miss Mass and Golden Boy. When your affair turns into a bitter confrontation, you will witness a gunshot fired by a jealous god, otherwise known as the Big Bang. Jump into the expanding universe and search for a way to prevent or destroy creation and save your love. So the the actual trailer of it seems really interesting. Like you're solving these really quirky puzzles. Um, and it's kind of in this weird cosmic love affair story. It, it seems really interesting. So it's on sale for $12 at the moment. Uh, but yeah, so I put a check on this one. Just sounds interesting. Cool. Yeah, why not? I mean, yeah. I, it's crazy. I was going through the list. I'm like, wow, man, there's there's quite a few games still between the deals yeah. and you know this week and all the new stuff that's coming out. There, there's plenty here for everyone. So that's exciting. Uh, more games I will not be able to play in the near future. Um, because I just have too much <laughs> stuff. But that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? Christina, what have you been playing? I know I started with me. It's because I have the shortest list. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's been a busy week. Just mostly Stardew Valley. And actually, I had the game crash on me for the first oh, time. No. Super disappointing. So I guess. You're farming too warning, hard. It might. Yep. Too hardcore. Yeah. Um, and then right before the podcast, I did start playing Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh, the demo, nice. and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it was you hard liked, to put down. So, like the little comedy of it so far. Yeah, like you guys were saying, though, the controls are really hard to get a grasp on. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's weird. weird. But man, just flying around and exploring and being like, oh, there's a thing glowing, and that statue's holding it in their hand. Can I climb up and get it? Like, that's the kind of stuff I loved from Breath of the Wild and being able to do that in this. It's like kind of scratching that itch. It's kind of nice. Did you get to move any of the blocks yet? Did you see? Like, yes, I a picked lot up a rock. The... I picked up a rock, and I was like, "Ah!" Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very, exactly very like similar. It. Yeah, it's like that power when you use like magnetism or whatever. Except it's just yeah. yellow and not blue. Yeah, yeah it's, very, it's very it's similar. It's so similar. Yeah. So yeah, it's cool. I, I, I'm definitely like I said on the fence about grabbing that full game because I, I, I think that would also help probably because when we jump in the demo, it doesn't feel like that's the beginning. I could be wrong, but it, she seems like she has a lot of powers right from the get go. So maybe it walks you through like the controls a well, little bit I don't bit know more. because like the gods Prometheus and Zeus were like I mean yeah. she had this power all along but now she just figured out how to use it like yeah. with the wings it <laughs> could be it could be definitely the very beginning it's, so, it was kind of hard to tell from the demo I, I wasn't 100% sure what I was jumping into yeah. at first and I was also kind of confused in the beginning when you had to pick what your play style was going to be so it was like either story but then it was like easy normal whatever and then with the story, so I guess it's you're just playing, like you're just watching a story. That's the impression I get. And then there's easy. I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of confusing. I yeah. feel like they could be a little more descriptive with that or just have it an easy, normal, hard, and then hard. Yeah, I just put like, it on that's, normal. I put it on easy because I'm lame. But hmm. it, it was just kind of confusing to me. So Gotcha. Whatever. Gotcha. Yeah. What about you, Mots? Yeah. So like Christina said, um, she was playing Immortals. I didn't go replay Immortals. I, I kind of want to go back. I didn't delete it, the demo yet, but I do kind of want to go back and play it on normal because I also played it on easy too. Just wanted to get through it. So I might play it again just to see if I, you know, it's a fun, quick demo, by the way. So it's, yeah, if you haven't downloaded, it's definitely worth doing. Uh, this week was um, family game night in the mm-hmm. in the household. So uh, we decided that there was a few games that we'd be given keys to or I picked up on a uh deep discount so i decided that i was going to go ahead and and, um, invite my wife to play some video games if she was up for it and she agreed so we went off on our little adventure and the first one was shakes on a plane um not Mm -hmm. to be confused with snakes on a plane but it is shakes on a plane because you are making milkshakes on a plane and delivering it to people this is a overcook slash cooking mama uh, type of game but it is unique in which you can have up to four players playing all together it has the over overcook type of gameplay where you know people want something you have to go deliver it and the whole concept is that you are a flight attendant on um well the actual premise of the game is that there is an intergalactic cooking championship and this alien race is really bad at cooking because the other races have like tentacle arms and can cook a lot better and apparently they believe that um 
people on earth are really good at cooking and they want to learn from them. So they inhabit a bunch of different people and you become a flight attendant. I don't, I don't quite get it, but once you get past the little intro, the whole concept is that you are a flight attendant and, um, you have different, you know, goals and priorities and, you know, each, each flight. So you, you take off from a airport in the real world. So those are the stages. So you kind of have a 3d globe you're flying around, which is cool. And yeah, there's all sorts of different things. So there's like, you can cook burgers and fries, which you need to go into the deep fryer. There's coffees, there's waters, there's shakes, of course. So you need to get different ingredients. People might want a banana strawberry milkshake, and then you have to put those together, pull the lever and it makes the milkshake. There are obstacles, of course, that can like knock you out. There's holes in the bottom of the plane that you need to avoid. Uh, and yeah, we played for maybe, I don't know, an hour or so. We played maybe, you know, eight or nine different levels before it kind of got too hard and too frustrating, which is good because we played Overcook one time and the first level was fine and the second level was not okay. Um, and, it, and they're pretty short. They're like two to three minutes total. So there's not a lot of time. And the concept is that you... Um, need to bring these meals to different people on the plane, also pick up their garbage in a timely manner. And at the end of the level, so after the two or three minutes are done, your plane lands and then you're off the plane and all the passengers walk by you and they either like give you hearts or they get upset because you didn't deliver their food on time. And then you fill up your star gauge that way. So you, you're just, you know, trying to please all the the customers like in, in mm-hmm. real life, like on a plane. So it's pretty fun. Uh, like I said, we got a code for it. I don't know exactly how much it is. I'd have to look it up. Shakes on a plane. Uh, uh, it, it was fun. I, I don't know. It it it's kind of like Overcooked, but then not like Overcooked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. So, Same kind of idea. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's got a cute, you know, look and feel to it. It's like little you know, polygons, things like that. Um, and overall, it was, it was it was a fun little game. I don't know. I, we made it a lot farther than Overcooked, which is good. It is a, it's on sale for $5 right now instead of 20 which is uh, good. That, that's about right. Yeah, that's that sounds, sounds about right. And eventually, you do make it to the, you know, intergalactic, like, like competition. Like, you start to like do food on ufos and things like that and different conveyor belts and all this different stuff so it's quite good um i enjoyed it for five bucks not not bad if you're you know looking for in in another overcooked type of game so there's that um that's good we also played in family game night knock them down bowling knock them down this game was on sale for i think a dollar fifty when i got it it's back to fifteen dollars that is too much for this game uh, this game is good. They call it a genuine 3D bowling where you can swing the Joy-Con controller to bowl. I mean, it's basically Wii bowling, and it was on sale for a uh, dollar fifty or so, or two dollars. And and I bought it, and I was like, okay, this will be fun. It's bowling. You can't go really wrong with bowling. And yeah, it's it, it's bowling. It's totally fine. It has a weird control mechanism, unfortunately. Uh, you do use the Joy Cons to to swing, just kind of like Wii bowling. And in Wii Bowling, if you remember, you held down the Z trigger on the back and then you let go of the Z trigger to let the ball fly. We remember mm-hmm. this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Knock Him Down Bowling doesn't do that. They decide that to grip the ball, you hold down the L or R button, right? Trigger on the top. And then you swing it. And when you want to let go, you have to hit the A button at the same time, oh. which is. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense at all. Um, so it took a while to get used to. And, you know, we started out where where my wife had the the left Joy-Con and I had the right Joy-Con just because the right Joy-Con is like usually like the first player. And um, it was pretty easy for me to get a hang of it because if you're right-handed, you're going to hold it in your you know right hand and the trigger is there, right? And the A button is there where your thumb would sit. However, think about taking your Joy-Con, if everyone has a Switch right now, take your left Joy-Con out, okay, and hold your left Joy-Con in your right hand. How do you how do you hold the, the left trigger and hit the right arrow at this? It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. It's it's extremely uncomfortable. Um, so 
that was she could do it and it was it was just it took her a while to get used to so what we ended up doing is um exiting the game unpairing the joy cons and then pairing two right joy cons you know what i mean it doesn't matter what joy con it is yeah yeah so so that worked a lot better um and we got used to the controls a little bit more so there's a few cool modes in this game. Again, it's not worth fifteen dollars; it's worth a few bucks. But you, you know, it's it's bowling. It's totally bowling. You can bowl the ball, and you can angle it, and you can spin it. Even with the Joy-Con, we've got some spin on it. And um, one cool mode is that you can play. Um, you can do up to four players, and you can actually pass a Joy-Con, I guess, too, which is kind of cool. So you might just want to do that. But if you do have multiple Joy Cons, uh, you can play split screen, so you can all bowl at the same time. Oh. All yeah, right. all right. So, a little craziness. It's a little craziness, but you get through a game real fast. Yeah, um, let bet. me just tell you that. <laughs> um, there are a bunch of other modes, like there's a battle royale mode where you just like throw balls and try to knock down a bunch of pins, and a few other party modes, which are fine, uh, which is cool. And you select a little character, like we were there's like a gorilla, and I picked a little um, otter as my average <laughs> car, which have like no impact on your on your actual scoring, but. In general, it's cool. If if it goes on sale again for a few bucks, I think it's worth picking up, um, but not for fifteen dollars because it's like a, you know, Wii bowling was, I think, better in, in some regards. Obviously, for the mm-hmm. for the bowling part of bowling, so that's my, cool. my update there. So, but yeah, family game night done. I also played. Uh, got back into Animal Crossing. Uh, Nana told me that it's been eight months since she oh saw me last goodness. time. So <laughs> sorry, Nana. I'm sorry, Nana. Um, <laughs> been a little so, while. I ordered some some pipes and stuff, so I'm going to pick that up today. And additionally, finally over here, um, I played more Pinball FX3. I'm trying to get the stream set up. Um, I'm trying to get logged in. Michael and I need to figure that out. Yeah. But right after Michael picked up the Back to the Future Universal pack, Pinball FX this week put everything on sale, basically, on uh, the, the eShop. No, they didn't put everything, but they did put... You have to follow their Twitter account, Pinball FX uh, Twitter account. They, they tell you. They've been doing a lot of Steam sales, and I hadn't ever seen any on Switch, and they don't do it very often. But right now, the Pinball Volume 6, uh, when Williams Pinball Volume 6 is 50% off, the Universal Monster Pack is 40% off, the Universal Classic, which is the one that we purchased, which is Back to the Future, and it 50% off. Bethesda, 66% off, and the Sci-Fi Pack, 66% off. So I picked up even more. I'm trying to just get buy them all. Why not? Um, very excited for it. So, so we will go and play more pinball effects this week. Uh, they're all good. Every, every table's great. Some are better than others. Um, and Michael is asking me is, uh, back to the future. My favorite. No, it is not my favorite. It is highly up there though. My favorite is still attack from Mars because it is my favorite table of all time, even in person. And then medieval madness because medieval madness is my second favorite in-person pinball game. And it's very similar to Attack from Mars. It's of the same era. And then I think on the list would probably be Bob's Burgers. I love that table a lot. That's in the Fox pack. And then Back to the Future. Those are both up there um, quite a bit. The the Bob's Burgers one's really fun. I just also love the show. Uh, the Walking Dead one, which is a standalone pack, which is based off the graphic novel, not the show, is also pretty good once you get a hold of it. Um, and yeah, that's it. But they're all they're all good. Basically. Nice. So, I mean, it's top five based on what did they got? Like 40 different tables, maybe more. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of tables. hundred. So, yeah. Oh, so even. Many. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. So that's yeah. that's not too bad. Not too shabby. Cool. Yeah, so like you said, I've also been playing a little bit of that Pinball FX3, Back to the Future. I finally bought the table. Uh, It's really cool. Like you you already talked about it. It it is a lot of fun. If you are a Back to the Future fan, if you even have an interest in pinball, I like Pinball FX because it's something you can pick up, play, you know, one or two rounds of and then put it back down. You don't need to get Mm -hmm. super committed. You just pick it up to kind of fill some time. And sometimes you need games like that on the Switch. You know, not everything can be a game that you're going to play for two hours at a time. So it is cool to have it. And Back to the Future, the voice acting, everything about it is really, really well done. It's a lot of fun to, uh, and like you said, you're just playing it. You got a big smile on your face the whole time. Um, Stardew Valley, I'm still playing that, plugging away on that, working on my farm. Uh, Just about to enter winter which i'm excited about because that's going to be all my upgrade time get all my gear upgraded uh really looking forward to that 
Then I started Estranged the Departure. It's on sale right now for like two bucks, I think, two or three bucks. And this was something we looked at last week, maybe. Uh, it's pretty interesting. This was made by one person and over, I, I think the time, like over six years or something like that. I will say it it has a very, um, a very half-life feel to it. I don't know if they made it on that engine or what, but it has a very similar feel to a half-life, the physics, the way the physics work and everything like that. And essentially you are this fisherman that crashes on this mysterious island and you have to figure out what's going on while you're trying to get home. So there's there's a corporation that seems abandoned, uh, lights are flickering, you know, that whole thing, the atmosphere that I typically really, really love. And you're trying to figure- dark just without a bear. <laughs> it's not, it, it kind of, but it's more like a portal when you go into the old, oh, uh, the old like buildings. It's like and a facility. Yeah, it's like a facility and it's some hmm. sort of corporation and, and you're not really sure what they're doing. They seem to be hiding something and you're trying to just get out of there. But as you're doing that, you're reading emails on computers and you're listening to voice recordings and you're like, something bad happened here. And so it has a lot of these abandoned uh, buildings and that's and it's really cool. It's like somebody left in a big hurry. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying that. It seems like it's three chapters. I'm in the second chapter of that. It's not too terribly long. Um, the reviews seem mixed. Apparently, this is a standalone sequel. The first one, everybody seemed to really like. The second one, they like, except for the ending. They said it seemed kind of rushed. But overall, on Steam, it has very positive reviews. So I'll, I'll get a full review once I finish it. But what I've played so far, I'm liking. It's a little spooky. I play it at night when I'm in bed, and it is a little little spooky because there's things that jump out at you, and they scare you a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'm also streaming The Long Dark. I did finally. I'm almost done with chapter or episode two of the three. Almost done. I streamed this a little bit yesterday. Had a very bad run-in with the bear several, several times. He kicked me around quite a bit. Um, <laughs> ultimately, I ended up making a rug out of him so it was a success but um i i will say it's funny because there's a point where he brings you back to his den and you have to sneak by him and i could not it, it got real weird it things got real out, weird it? it glitched out yeah. i was in his head for a while i was seeing his eyeballs from inside of him it was creepy <laughs> Um, and I was like, I have no clue what is going on here. What ended up happening to happen, what ended up I needed to do was was on my own fault. But the game wasn't really showing me very well because it's so dark in the den that I have no lights. They take everything away from you. You have to climb like a rock wall. And it just was not evident. There was like nothing that I could tell that was like pointing me in that direction so once i finally figured i just happened to walk by it and a little thing came up that, that said like climb so i was like oh geez i've been doing this for 45 minutes and now i figured it out but once i did that i was able to 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 be successful um one of the listeners said we are very close to being done with the the chapter so i'm excited for that finally to be on to the last one um because my goal is to finish it before subnautica comes out i'm, mm. I'm going to be streaming subnautica so i'm excited for that Again, Animal Crossing had to jump in. You know, it's the one year had to had to pick some weeds and do all that fun stuff. And then Fortnite season six just started of season two. It's mm. pretty interesting. I jumped in it. You are if if anybody's been following, there's this weird story that's been ongoing with like zero crisis. I, I none of it makes sense to me. I I don't follow it that closely. But essentially, what happens is there's this thing called a zero point, and that is how they are explaining all of these like crossover events happening. Essentially zero point is pulling things from other dimensions and other times and all that kind of stuff. And that's how they end up on the Island. So that's why you can have sports people and you can have, you know, like the predator mixed with the Terminator or, or whatever. That's how they're explaining those things. <laughs> I, I watched the season six trailer and I don't watch anything for it. But I watched it yesterday because you mentioned something to me about it. I'm watching and I'm like, wait, is that, Alien from Alien versus Predator. Yeah, Wait, they're all Predator? here. And yeah. I was just like, "What is happening?" I thought the this game's was like bonkers. its own game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's bonkers. But that's part of the joy of it. If that's something you like, and that's what I like about it, it's like a crazy yeah. arcade game um, where anything can happen, and that's how they explain it. So essentially, this is the finale of the Zero Crisis, and. Um, in in the event of trying to contain the zero point before it destroys the Fortnite world, 
it sends out this pulse and it turns the island into like a primal area. So you have some of the island still, but now you have this primal area. And the primal area has all new weapons that are like bone based. Like they look like made out of sticks and bones and hybrids of like metal and stuff. And what you can now do is you can go around and find animals like wolves and boars and chickens. And when you battle them, when you kill them, you get bone fragments and you use those bone fragments to upgrade these weapons. And I am so, so happy because my bow and arrow is back. I am very lethal with the bow and arrow. It is my favorite weapon in the game. And now I can make it even stronger. So you can add these bones to upgrade it. And then if you capture uh, like fireflies or something like that, you can incorporate those into the bow. So now it shoots fire at the enemy as well and you just oh, become snap. lethal it, it is so so fun it looks so cool you can now play like lara croft is in it so you can play as her running around lara croft um very very cool it's it's such a like still silly crazy fun game to jump in and play and i'm excited that the new season is here so i i'm probably gonna play it off and i haven't bought the battle pass yet i want to get to like I feel like I've been wasting my V-Bucks because I, I buy the battle pass and I get to like level 30. And then by then you don't earn enough V-Bucks to to not pay money. So I still haven't paid actual real world money other than initially. But I want to make sure I'm up to like a level like 50 or above. And then I'll buy the battle pass because then I'll get all my V-Bucks back. You know, that's like mm-hmm. one of the rewards. So I'll get all my V-Bucks back and I won't have spent anything. So overall, it looks really cool. I like the new the new atmosphere that they're incorporating. It's very pretty. It looks like fall time. The leaves are all orange and stuff. And I like that we now have like animals running around and trying to attack you. It's just another level of uh, aggravation basically. But overall, very cool. If you haven't checked it out in a while, check it out. So immersive. There's so much immersion. Much immersive. That's what I've been playing. Nice. Well, that's awesome. I might have to jump back in. We will see if I do. Or if I have on the Animal uh, Crossing bandwagon, we'll see. We'll see what this week brings. Um, but there is some sunlight outside, so maybe I'll just enjoy that instead. But um, I hope that everyone enjoyed their one-year anniversary of Animal Crossing. Let us know what your favorite story is by hopping in our Discord or writing us a note on NintendoDispatch.com or hopping in our Twitch or on our Twitter. I think it's going to do it for this week's Dispatch. So until next week, this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.